0: If you don't care, watch yourself from The second thing he said, then, there's the Word of God that's supposed to teach a child and help a child to protect them. And then the third thing is, fathers have a huge part to play in that. Now, that's pretty deep stuff. It's pretty real stuff. Let's look at some scripture. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. And if you have questions or comments to make, please... Keep them in mind. Ephesians chapter 6. <clears throat> Ephesians 6, and <clears throat> let's read from verse 10 down to verse 13. Actually, we'll read the, we'll read the passage dealing with the, with the enemy, right? <clears throat> Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. From verse 10, where does the strength lie? Be strong where? In the Lord. In the Lord. You keep that in mind. That's for you. That's for your child. The only strength you have against the enemy is in the Lord. You're no match for him personally. But in the Lord, he's no match for you. And I said, we all got to get that under, <clears throat> under our belts. Uh, we are no match for him unless we're in the Lord, and then he is no match for us. All right, so you've got to be close to the Lord. If, if you're going to win the war, as far as raising children in a godless age is concerned, you've got to be in the Lord. There's no other way. It's got to be real. It can't be religion. It can't be you telling them what you'd like them to do. It has to be real for you. You have to be in the Lord. Then he says, um, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Um, We've talked about it before. The wiles are the tricks, are the craftiness, are the schemes and methods that the devil uses to infiltrate your family and to do damage in your life and in your child's life. Now, just, just for a moment, imagine that you were Satan. And this new deal comes on the internet, 1995 or thereabouts. This new deal comes on, and what they're doing is they're promoting the idea of you're going to have one of these in every home, and potentially one of these in every kid's hand. Do you think the enemy of our souls thought, I'm getting in on this? I'm going to work in this situation. Of course he did. It's a great tool for him to use against us. It's a wonderful tool for him to be able to take and use. Now, we need to understand that not everything on the internet is bad. But the potential for danger on the internet is enormous. And he's in there. He's, he's working with it. He's, he, he's going after it. Never mind your child. If you don't guard yourself against what's on the internet, He'll use it to destroy you. He'll use it to take you apart. If you don't. You, you, you've you? got to guard yourself against what's on the Internet because it's dangerous stuff, and he will use it uh, to hurt you. For right. um, so we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So what he's saying to you there is y- y- you're not just fighting against easy targets here. You're fighting against an organized army that set out to destroy you and your family. Your battle is against an organized force. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now, he, he, he brought it up there. He said, the only part of the armor that's offensive is this, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's the only part of the armor uh, that you can use to uh, go after the enemy. The rest of it's defensive, all very important, it's defensive. But this is uh, something that you can use against the enemy, something you can put him to flight with. Now, it's not about you, you know, learning Bible verses that, you know, you carelessly throw around. It's about you internalizing the word of God. It's about you loving the Word of God, internalizing the Word of God, so that you bring it forth in your life and you share it with others, particularly with your family. And what you're going to do is you're going to give them the means of protecting themselves against the enemy. They're not going to be able to protect themselves apart from that. But you've got to get the Word of God. They've got to understand uh, that He has an interest in your children. By the way, do you understand that? Why why would he have an interest in your children? Did you catch what he was saying there? Why would Satan have an interest in your children? Why would your children, your little bitty baby in your home, be a threat to him? Which? Okay, so he doesn't want to become children of God. Now, and so he's going to try and stop that. But what happens if they do become children of God? What's going on there? Well why is why is he concerned about it? Let, let me ask you this question. Do you ever notice the Christian kids seem to have a harder time than, than unsafe kids? Do you ever notice the Christian kids can get 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 really hurt and messed up? Like on steroids? I know some kids that were <clears throat> going in the right direction and got messed up, like on steroids. Why? Now think, think, you you do have to think, he's a strategist, we we just saw that. You have to think what the strategy would be, what would his strategy be? Why would he do that? Why would those kids be a threat to him? Why would he devote uh, resources to actually um, dealing with them? Why do you think?
1: Oh.
0: they're going to continue on in the Word. They're going to get a hold of the Word and they're going to continue on the Word. What's the net effect then of that? They continue on in the Word. What's the net effect? Next generation. So which? next generation. Next, and what are they doing? To, what's that costing him? You've got two kingdoms at war. You've got the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Paul's job was to take people from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. You've got two kingdoms at war. And so he recognizes, sometimes better than Christian parents do, your kids are a threat. Your kids could actually do damage to his kingdom. So he gets in early. And you think about it, if he's going to get in early, if he's going to actually, if he sees them as a threat, and he's going to get in early, what a wonderful, glorious opportunity the Internet presents. Media to to draw him away from you, to draw him away from godliness, to draw him away from the word. He's got a wonderful opportunity here now in this. So you, you can be sure he's going to take and he's going to use that opportunity. And what do you need to do? You need to live the reality of the dependent life and you need to speak forth the word into his life. You won't do that unless you're living it. And I understand, I mean, you know, this kind of sounds like a lot of work. But, but here's the reality. The reality is war is a lot of work, and you're in a war whether you like it or not. You can ignore the war and get destroyed, or you can recognize the war and put on your armor and put yourself in the place where you can stand against them. That makes much more sense, doesn't it? All right, next uh, Next thought. <clears throat> Look at Second Corinthians, ten verses three through five. Second Corinthians, ten, verse three through five. For though we walk in the Spirit, so, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into ca- captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Right? Now, what's a stronghold? It's territory Satan takes in your mind. You believe a lie, and you give him ground, so he builds himself a little fort in there. Now, from the fort, from the stronghold, he wants to strike out and build other strongholds. So he wants you to believe lies. He wants to spread lies in your mind. He wants to to, to snare you, tie you all up in lies. Okay, so you've got these tender little minds, and he wants to build strongholds in their mind, How would he do that? Wouldn't the internet be a wonderful thing? Folks, here's the deal. I mean, I watch Blue Planet with my grandkids, right? Uh, They think that's what I do every morning. I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch Blue Planet, right? Because anytime they're they're in our our house, we watch Blue Planet, right? Now, Blue Planet's fantastic. It's got wonderful information, fabulous pictures. The the creation of God is just amazing in it. The only problem with it is this, that it buys into the lie of evolution, so it gives the glory to, to nature of all the creation. So here's what you've got to do. You've got to say, that's not true. That's not true because God created it. And yeah, well, Their minds are, are, are tender, and they will just take it in. But you've got to keep countering the lie. Now, that's one thing on a TV screen. My generation raising our families, the TV was the, <clears throat> the danger area for them. Because there was all kinds of things that uh, were wrong coming through that. But do you the other thing about the TV? You could at least have them watch TV while you were around, and you could counter stuff that was coming through the TV. You know what? When your kid picks up a screen, or even that size of a screen, you have no idea what's going on on it. And they're watching all kinds of things, Listening to all kinds of lies, and what are they doing? They're buying into lies. It's so easy for them to buy into lies. I mean, the LGBT movement, isn't it so easy for our kids to just buy into it? Because it's the way life is. That's reality. <clears throat> you know um, it's, it's everywhere. And so they just buy into it. Now, Bible says it's wrong. It doesn't tell us we're supposed to hate those people. It doesn't tell us that that, that they're the worst people in the world. They're not. But it does tell us that it's wrong, that it's not uh, acceptable as far as God's concerned. And your child needs to know that. But you know what? If they're getting all their information from the screen, you may not even know what's going in. And the enemy is building strongholds in their mind. And all of a sudden, you'll face off with them in in an argument, and you're saying... Where'd you get that thought from? Well, a stronghold's being built. So, so you need to be aware of what's going into that little mind. You see, <clears throat> parents are, 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 are given to children, and children are given to parents so the parents can be guardians of those little minds. You and I, in our realm of influence, we need to be guardians of those little minds. We need to speak into those minds truth that's going to help them. Because the enemy's going to speak lies all the time. Day and night he's good at it. And we need to speak truth into their minds if we're going to be any help to them, if we're going to actually prevent the enemy from getting them. Um, I like the analogy he used of the mountain lion. That was good. Uh, the mountain lion looks at the prey and he makes a judgment. First of all, um, what are the possibilities of me actually catching it? Second of all, um, how much energy is it going to take? Is, is it going to be worth it? Right Now, a mountain lion sees a child on his own, that's a whole different thing than seeing a child with his parents. He's got to fight on if the child is with the parents. If the child's on his own, fair game. Parents, we're supposed to be protectors of those little ones. We're supposed to protect those little minds. We're supposed to be aware of what's going in, of what they're taking in, because it's real important. Now, let me take and apply it to adults as well. Listen, if you're not careful of what's going into your mind, he'll do exactly the same thing with you. You'll buy into lies, you'll let them build a stronghold, and you'll find yourself having a very difficult time in the Christian life because you bought into some lie. Now the good news is that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, that God's power can enable you to pull them down. But you know what? Be a whole lot better if you didn't let them get built in the first place. So be careful what you're taking in. Be careful of, of, of the truth that you're accepting and is going in there. All right, then Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7. And I'll give you time to ask questions or say whatever you, uh, it's on your hearts to say. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6 and 7. The Shema of Israel. Verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Now, this was spoken to an agricultural people that lived on the land and they raised their children. And most of the training of the children was done uh, with dad around. Uh, helping and working, and, uh, and they heard all those things. And, and notice what it says in verse 7. You're to teach them diligently. Uh, talk with them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when thou risest up. In other words, your children are to constantly have the word of God ringing in their ears. All the time, day and night. You say, man, that's laborious. Well, it is unless you have it in your heart. But if you have it in your heart, it's very normal for you to bring up the reality of God in a situation. Don't be afraid to do that with your children. Do it often. But here's the point I want to make to you on this verse. Do you notice that it's not dad that walks with them uh, in the way, that sits with them in the house, that, that uh, lies down with them, that rises up with them. It's, 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 it's this thing. It's become the parent. It's Become the the issue, the thing that has the the, the influence over your child and not the parent. Not you as a parent. Now think about that. Think about, about, you know, it, it could be that Satan took this verse and just transferred it over and said, I'll bump them out of the way and I'll put something else in. And if you and I let that happen, what's going to happen is If you and I don't put controls on that, what's going to happen is that we're going to end up with our children being educated in the world and not educated in the things of God. Now, I don't think you're going to succeed in denying them any access to the Internet. I don't think that's going to be possible for you to do in this generation. But I do think you can exercise restraints and controls and helps in the situation that can be hugely helpful to them. I think you need to actually make that uh, a part of your life that you're you're going to actually spend time countering it. One of the things he talked about there was the power of a dad, and that's not to diminish the power of a mother. Mothers have huge power in a child's life. But he talked about the power of a dad, the power that a a, a dad who's actually diligently taken on the responsibility of raising children uh, can have. And he said it's, it's, it's a mighty power. You know what? You and I need to recognize that power and apply that power in our children's lives. We're the protectors. We're the carers. We need to actually apply that in our children's lives. And we're to teach them all the time. What's the first thing your kids think of when they think of dad? Do they think of dad as being someone that loves God? What is it that they think of when they think of dad? That's really what you want them thinking. You want them understanding that dad is somebody that loves God with all his heart and he walks with God. Because that's the most important thing to them. All right, now, let me throw it open to you. Any questions or thoughts here on what we're looking at? We do have three minutes more. um, We may not watch it, though, right? Any questions or thoughts? Maiden?
1: I found that hard to hear.
0: Okay, it's because we can't get it plugged into the system, it's coming from the projector.
1: Right. Um, well, I did, I did one of the things that I thought, thought was good, and he was going on about the reason why the devil is so interested in a child or, you know, a young Christian, even, and it's because of their great potential. Mm. And I think if, if we could put it onto the positive, it, the, the great potential, even that's in the room, where you know, new people mm. get saved, a new home, and get baptized today. The, the, the Kelly boys, the doing girls, the, the other little kids in the church, and the great potential that they have grown up, if they will focus on God and leave aside certain things of the world, they could really do amazing things. Yeah,
0: that's God. without doubt, yeah. And
1: that's why the devil is so interested in stealing the children, because. The, the impact they can have on, on his kingdom, like you said later on, or if you can get them in their young, distracted away from him, not interested in church, no interest in the Bible, he has them then only for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And that's the, the Bible. So I suppose the kids listening to him uh, need to realize how great potential they can have in our lives.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, he realized that even if we don't, the kids certainly don't, kids are just kids. That they're typically not thinking that far ahead, you know. But parents, we've got to realize there's great potential in these little ones. Any life given to God has huge potential to do damage to his kingdom. Um, <clears throat> but we've got to realize that there's great potential. Good thought there. Anybody else? John.
2: I just want to ask if all the children we have can be saved or just allow the Holy Spirit to take control of their life after we have given everything. From the to,
0: to the, the, if they have,
2: yes, so they can be saved.
0: Yes, yeah, so all the children can be saved.
2: Right? allow the Holy Spirit to take control of when grow older because we are all our best.
0: Okay, that, that's an individual choice. Letting the Holy Spirit take control of their lives. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Each one of them's got to make that individual choice. Each one of them's got to make an indiv- individual choice for salvation, and each one of them's got to choose as far as that the Holy Spirit rules their lives, right? There's a choice that's made for each child and a parent can't make it for them. A parent can teach them and lead them and guide them in the way, but they can't actually make that choice for them. Verena? I, I think, after what uh,
1: Kirk Cameron said about um, getting with God at 3 o'clock in the morning and praying, mm-hmm. it's the same for a mother. There's the YouTube about um, all of those boys that did the videos, the uh, video he was in, the far of the Kendrick boys. Their mother um, has something up on YouTube about um, how she prayed for them and how she um, did battle with God for, for them. And, and
0: uh, I mean, that's terrific. Yes, much much prayer. I mean, <clears throat> and in, in the dark day, we live in much prayer for our children. That's a, that's a very real thing. And, yes? Um,
2: when, um, when we were reading this, it's six. Yes? I, I find out the work that parents should be doing okay. with the kids, like you know, telling them about God, feeding it to them, um, Making jokes about it, uh, asking them what we read yesterday how to apply it. Yes. And, and I, I, I felt so
0: guilty. <laughs> definitely, like, I, I, wish I can roll back. Okay. Back in time. So, That's very um, honest. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 no
2: wonder, no wonder why, you know, the the, the devil got hold of, you know, some of our, We let them. Well, I let them. Unattended okay. By this, what I read now, to, to be feeding them with the word of God, day and night, keeping ringing it, repeating it, to, 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 to get them saturated in the word of God, which I didn't do. But the, the man, the Ken uh, that talks earlier, saying, mm-hmm. it's never too late, mm-hmm. uh, Is that deep to save, but... Uh,
0: if there came a time probably somebody was praying for that family or something so. yeah. somebody was praying and um, the, the point he made was dad got humble yeah. somebody got humble and said I was wrong I should have and that has huge power and huge impact with our kids actually when you're willing to say God I got it wrong you know and it's humility it's not you're not using it as a, as a tool uh, to corral them but you're actually being honest with them I got it wrong and that has huge power to help them, right? Because what you've done is, uh, you know, they can look at you and call you a hypocrite. But when you come to the place where you, where you actually say, I got it wrong, will you forgive me? We need to change some things here. That has huge power in their lives. Great talk, thank you. Anybody else? with <laughs> a comment here. Yes, Roly. after that why Satan is so threatened
2: with, uh, with children, you know, uh, to use of God in every age because they can be used much longer than, like, for example, me. and am You know, like he's so afraid because this child has very huge potential, and over the years, if he is really faithful and parents continue to pray for her or him, he has a huge amount of time, you know, uh, to be used of God, and that's why he's so
0: afraid about children. Yes, yeah. that is that, that is true because they have they got twice the life uh, that we have. <laughs> To live from. That's true. Anybody else? Yes.
2: Uh, I would like to ask, uh, for like, when they are very young, like, like what age precisely, you know, when they are little, they are still a kid. You can tell me that, but, like, what
0: age precisely they can, they can get into <laughs> That's that's hard to say, but you should be doing it from before they even even think they understand. You see, what Deuteronomy six is talking about, it's talking about your habit of life. So your habit of life gets shown with your kids. So you're just you're thinking it, you're talking it. It's it's coming up with you. God is very real to you. So your kids are raised in the atmosphere that God's very real. God is very real to my dad. He's very real to my mom. He's very real. And they're raised in that atmosphere, and they're hearing truth. So that before the enemy has a chance to get the lies going, they're, they're actually <coughs> finding truth. And it's, you know, it's very hard to say how much kids imbibe. You know, A kid can come to a church service, and, and you know, you think, oh, there's no, no going to out of this. And then if you talk to them later on, you would be amazed at what they've actually taken in. Some nugget of truth has gone in uh, that they've taken. So you don't know. You, you but it's got to be real for you so you, so you're talking about it right now the other side of that is how early are they getting these things are getting a handle on these things now I mean it's just the the whole world is is full of them you see kids with uh, <coughs> mobile phones that, even if it's not theirs if they've got access to it they're using it. they're working their way and another thing you see and this is we're not talking about this at this point, anyway. But uh, another thing you see is parents that are totally consumed with these, so that uh, when a mother would be talking to her kid, uh, she's actually on the phone. I watch it when I walk down to Little's in the morning. You, you'll see um, young mothers walking with their kids, and you'll see the grannies looking after the kids. All right? Two different generations, right? Well, the granny will typically be talking, chastising, giving out to the child, you know, kind of uh, chatting with them. The the young mother will very often be just on her phone. She's texting somebody or talking to somebody while she's on her way, way up the road. Now, that's huge. Because the biggest influence in a child's life are their smallest. It's the mother. She's there talking. She's, she's with them all the time. And so on. So, <clears throat> This has huge potential, but the idea, anyway, we want is we want to make God real to them from the cradle. That they're realizing the reality of God. And they, they step into it then. I don't know what uh, they step into it, step into it later. All right, anybody else? Alright, let's stand them we'll a little word of prayer and then we're going to sing our new song tonight. Father in heaven,